SBO Perspectives, the pulse of school business. In the official podcast of ASBO International. Yes, and I'm Dr. Jack R. Mitchell, here along with the esteemed John Bricado. JB, wow, I am really uber excited about this episode. Not only, well, before you say something, folks out there don't know, number one, this guy's on the board with us, so it's great. Right, um, right, a fellow so, board member. Not a fellow board member here, but I mean, when you hear this episode, so go ahead, let them know what it's about. Yeah, today we have Jeremy Lonneville. He's the interim superintendent at his district, uh, Livonia's. Dr. Jeremy. Doctor another doctor Jeremy. in the house. Yeah, another doctor. <laughs> a lot of doctors on the ASBO board in That's New York. Right. But he's the interim superintendent right now and has a really interesting story how he's went from a teacher to curriculum to a school business official and now he's the head honcho at his district so we really wanted to sit down with him and just kind of pick his brain on how it's going you know is he is he still keeping his sanity and you know how everything is kind of panning out for him but he really kind of dives into his transition into just being interim superintendent if it's something that he really sees himself doing long term so we're really excited to bring you this episode and here's our conversation with Jeremy Lonneville. Today on the podcast, we have Dr. Jeremy Lonneville, the interim superintendent at Livonia Central School District. Jeremy, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks Jeremy. for having me, guys. First time, long time. <laughs> I know. And an avid listener and supporter of SPO Perspectives. Absolutely. So uh, we wanted to bring you on because we're always looking for unique perspectives on this podcast. And I think you, just having talked about your current situation, is one of the more unique Um, So before we give away too much, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you became, well, school business official. Then we'll get into the superintendent piece. Sure. Yeah. No, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, So I have an interesting career path for an SBO. I kind of probably have a more traditional career path for somebody who's going to go into the superintendency. So I started Mm -hmm. off as a teacher, taught uh, high school and middle school social studies at a small rural school district in Western New York, and then uh, became a dean of students at an urban charter school for a oh, while okay. after that. Oh, in the charter world. In the charter world. Right. You were in there, too. Um, <laughs> to get back to that. So yeah. I, worked, I worked for Uncommon Schools for a while, and then I uh, went uh, into working for BOCES to do curriculum work. So and I did, BOCES. I did curriculum for a while on a school improvement team at a BOCES. Nice. And then became a middle school principal. So a few years as a middle school principal at a small rural school district. Um, and then... When I was doing that job, my boss kind of encouraged me to go back and get certified as an SBO because our SBO was leaving. So I went back, got the degree. and um, Did you know what an SBO was at that point, or did he tell you? I, I knew. I knew. I'm always um, curious because I had, I had no idea. I, I knew they existed because I worked in schools, right? Right, like, right, you know, right. They're the mm. people that pay the bills, but I, right. I didn't know what the job was, right. no. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, long story short, I ended up transitioning to a different school district and went to Livonia and became the assistant superintendent for finance and human resources. And I've been doing that for the last four years. So what have you been doing um, the past few months, though? So my superintendent resigned earlier this summer, and the board appointed me as interim superintendent for the next Hold 12, up. 12 months. <laughs> Hold up. Stop, All right. Stop the press. Right. <laughs> you got My question is, you got to tell us what is that like? Because it's apparently, you know... HR, school business, and now superintendency. It's almost like the perfect storm. And right? and let me just be clear. So my understanding is you're doing all three. They didn't bring anybody in to backfill the business official job. There isn't somebody separate doing human resources. You are superintendent, business official, and HR, correct? You got it. 
and you're still alive to tell the story. So t- tell us a tell little us bit. Tell us what it's like. Yeah. We got to know. Yeah. I mean, gotta know. You guys know. We've talked about this. It's, it's a lot. It is. And I, I'm not going to hide that it's a lot. Um, but it's also been a lot of fun. There are some areas where I think it's actually easier to be wearing all the hats, right? Like, right. I only have to sign a form once, and I don't have to take it to somebody else to sign that form. I just get to process it. So that's, that's nice. There's some there's some efficiencies there. You're just arguing with yourself instead of somebody else. Right. So, like, in my head, I'm, like, trying to talk myself <laughs> around. You know, I don't think we can pay that. Right. Um, so, so all that's just in my head. Nice. Um, and there are things, right? Like, we live with the budget in the back of our heads. So if I'm going to make a decision about can we afford X, Y, or Z, I just know right away, and I don't need to go talk to my business official. So that's, you know, in some ways that's easier. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also, it's it's a lot. And it's for me, it's about stability in the school district. So mm-hmm. okay. we went through a lot of transition and having stability is important. And so stepping up to do that is what I was willing to do. But, um, you know, and I think the one thing that I might not have anticipated is how folks respond to me differently now. Like sometimes as a okay. business official, you can walk through the hallways and be a little bit incognito. Right. Yeah, but now, now you're out in front. Yeah, I was People know that, that face. Yeah. I was going to say, wh- wh- like, what did you expect versus what it's actually like, you know? Yeah. Um, I, th- I think I, it's what I expected, but it, like I said, what I didn't expect was how when you walk through the hallways, mm-hmm. the kids greet you and know who you are because they see you on the announcements. Or you, right. walk, you walk into by a classroom and, you know, the, the teacher wants you to come in because now you're the superintendent Super, coming in. It. When you walk into a classroom, it's a different thing. It's not just, hey, are, are you here because I didn't sign the yellow copy of a PO? <laughs> what did I do wrong, <laughs> right. sir? Now, uh, now it's, you know. Interesting stuff. Yeah, so it's a little yeah. bit different. Nice. So. Being, being in this dual role for a few months now, has it opened your eyes to kind of understanding the superintendency from a different lens? Because us as school business officials, we're coming at it from a fiscal management standpoint, a policy standpoint, and making sure that we're keeping the ship afloat behind the scenes. But now that you're actually out in front as a public-facing figure, do you have a different appreciation or a different lens from you know the superintendency? In my career, I would say that I have a lot of empathy for everybody that does any job I've done. When you do a job, you know, you know, you, you learn it, you right. walk in the shoes. Yeah. Right? right. And so having been a teacher, having been an assistant principal, a dean, having been a principal, having done the curriculum work, I've always had a lot of empathy for the people that do those jobs. They're very hard jobs, all of them in different and unique ways. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And it's sometimes it's easy in any of those jobs as a school business official to look at the superintendency and think that aspects of it might be easier or that it might not be as hard or to question decision-making processes. Mm -hmm. Because for us, sometimes things are pretty black and white. Um, And then sometimes they're not to our bosses, right? Right. Um, And I think for me, the one thing I'm gonna walk away with, wherever this ends up, I'm gonna walk away with a lot of empathy. It is a very complex job balancing Mm -hmm. the public facing side of it, balancing the politics of the job, balancing the ceremonial parts of the job. It's just complex. And I think that Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's it's gonna, I'm going to walk away with a lot of empathy for the job and how complex those decision-making processes are. And, and just to follow that up, I mean, as school business officials, we have a certain kind of predefined almost relationship with our Board of Education. How has your relationship changed, if at all, now that you're in this dual role with your board? Good question. It's, it's changed a lot. I'm communicating with the board almost on a daily basis. Um, so I, I'm in a pattern of sending the board a weekly update every mm-hmm. single week with mm-hmm. everything that's occurred in the district. And it's not just about communicating with the board. It's about um, 
thinking about what things the board might need to be aware of. Kind of being a couple steps ahead. And processing those things, capturing those things, knowing what's going on, knowing what's being said on social media, knowing what the things are that might be rumors in the community that they need to be aware of so they have accurate information. And so working with the board and being extremely proactive about that communication with the board is critical. Um, like many districts, we're also dealing with a lot of FOIL requests. So you've, mm -hmm. you've also got to think about the, the method of that communication. You don't always want every detail of everything to be in writing. So there's a lot of late night phone calls to board members to discuss things that are happening to keep the board mm -hmm. in the loop. Give a new disdain for social media now that you're superintendent? If social media could go away, I would support <laughs> that. Well, I think so we all could get behind that. It, it really sounds like that you now have gained this real all-encompassing perspective like you got the empathy right aspect of working all the roles but now coming out of this i'm thinking that wherever you do land you know you say superintendent or you, you go back business official um you'll definitely have a better feel for the relationship between the between the two right um which is great and so with that what what do you think you've learned the most so far i guess i mean we we can see that how important the value is of the superintendent's role um but, and at the same time, it's so hard to do, but what have you really, like, I guess, picked up the most so far? I think the, the biggest thing that I've learned is just how every decision has a huge impact. Mm -hmm. um, so we dealt with a, a threat situation that when I was the business official, I would have caught wind that that threat situation was happening. Mm -hmm. I would have thought to myself in my head, it's, an, it's, it's not founded, it's not, it's not a real situation and not much else. And I, I would just said, let's move on. Um, but as the superintendent, you, get, you, you work through that threat situation and you're trying to make that decision, do I need to close school tomorrow? And you realize that you have every child's safety in your hands. Because the buck you, stops with you now. It does. It's, yeah. a, it's a different thing. And you don't, you don't realize that until you walk, you know, it took all of a day, but you don't realize it until mm -hmm. you walk in the shoes. So you do realize that the buck does stop at the superintendent and how much does actually stop at that desk. As an SBO, we always have that position above us. Um, and a lot stops at our desk. Most things stop at our desk. Right. Um, but there are things that go up to that next level, and the buck does stop with you as the superintendent. So that that's a big thing. I think another big thing that I've learned is just how hard it can be to manage misinformation in a community. So with social media, with you know, so many different people thinking that they know things, there can often be misinformation. <laughs> yeah, and, and putting out fires all day long. Trying yeah. to manage that misinformation can be very challenging. Yeah, so there's nothing like baptism by fire, and I think it's fair to say that you've really jumped in with both feet. Having an opportunity to really get frontline exposure to the superintendency, do you think this is something that you'll pursue long term or is this something that you're like, no way, I want nothing to do with being a superintendent? Is this a job interview, John? Yes, because <laughs> after this, it's going to be make or break for now. <laughs> so I've always wanted to be a superintendent. When I was in fourth grade, my school superintendent presented at our career fair about careers in education. You were hooked. And he didn't talk about the superintendency. And I was the little kid that raised my hand and said, nice. how do I get your job? <laughs> um, wow. And so I've always wanted to be a superintendent. For me, it's going to be about determining when the right time is. Mm -hmm. It's a big job with a lot yeah. of responsibilities. Okay. I've got to make sure that it's the right fit for me and my family. Correct. And also that the school district that I go to wants a superintendent with the skills and attributes that I have. Not every superintendent has the same skills and not every community wants the same superintendent. And that is completely fine. A lot of it is about fit. It is, right? it's about fit. And so trying to figure out what the profile is the community wants, if that aligns with the skills I have, then it'd be great. 
Makes sense. Wow. This is really enlightening. I tell you. Um, I get, yeah, I give you a lot he, of credit. I don't know if I'd be wanting to walk in no, those shoes for too long. But he's learning. You know, I think of it is akin to, you know, how they have those year leadership academies for superintendents. Yeah. And you go and they give you scenarios. He's living out the scenario. Yeah, the superintendent right now. development program. I mean, I yeah. went through that and it was incredibly, incredibly valuable. But this, I think, is Hands unlike on. any experience Hands that you on could other yeah simulate. Yeah. So you know, I, I'm curious though. Um, you know, what's it like interacting right now with other staff, and you know, is is it the same or has it has it sort of changed? I know you mentioned earlier that they greet you in the hallway, different things like that. But like with the staff itself, how's that? You know, the different departments that used to be the SBO, HR. How's that? I, I think it's gone really well. I've enjoyed getting to get back into department and grade level meetings and talk about curriculum and instruction. So I do have a background in those areas. And so Which I'm, uh, I'm so guessing has proved helpful yeah. in this so transition. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going in blind. It, it was probably a more challenging transition to go into the SBO position with no finance background. So right. that was a hard transition. Right. Going into this role, you know, getting to go into classrooms and talk about what are the best practices for teachers, how they can help little kiddos learn, you know, what are the things we can improve on as an organization from a teaching and learning standpoint. That's been really fun and engaging. I think it's been interesting for the staff to get to see me through that lens because mm-hmm. they, you know, as the SBO, I haven't had many of those conversations right. with them. Right. And I've been there a long time and they know me pretty well. Um, so getting back into those meetings and those conversations has been really exciting for me because it's they're fun because it's getting into, you know, how do we improve outcomes for students, which is a different conversation than how do we comply with GASB 87. Right, right. And how has your interaction with your cabinet team changed from being, I guess, for lack of a better term, a participant and now leading those discussions? I think it's gone well. I think I've always had a strong leadership voice in our, you know, in our administrative team and in the cabinet. And it, it's gone well. It's been a challenging transition, I'll be honest. And mm-hmm. it, it kind of came very fast, and so we've been working through things. But we have a really strong administrative team, and everybody's stepping up to do what's right for kids and make sure that we keep moving forward every day. Great, great. Well, we always allow our guests a moment to just give yes. advice to business officials, new or that have been in the field. And I'm sure you have plenty of advice, but what is kind of like the single most important piece that you could offer to our listeners? I don't know that I have good advice to give anybody. Everybody has great advice. Um, that said, I think one thing that I've done a lot this year is get into classrooms. I've spent mm-hmm. more times in classrooms in the cafeterias than I have in a long time. And I know that we always say that, that it's critical to get into the schools, to go into classrooms and just sit and watch, go sit in a cafeteria, take your laptop. And, and really it's been energizing, I would say, to get into the classrooms this year and to see the students learning, to see teaching happening. It gives you a different perspective on the school. So often we get trapped in the district office, we get trapped in our offices. It reminds you why we're doing what we're doing. It does. I mean, we mm-hmm. spend, and you know, some of us have large budgets, some of us larger than others, John. Um, you know, <laughs> oh, and, yeah. And, <laughs> shots fired on the podcast. And, 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 and we're managing immense public resources. Right. But to remember why yes. we're doing it and to see the hard work that our teachers are doing every mm-hmm. day and the awesome learning that's happening go take half a day each week and sit in the classrooms go walk a hallway sit in a classroom and ask a little kiddo what they're learning it'll change your day yeah go sit if you need to send emails for a couple hours go sit in the cafeteria in the corner and send emails interacting with kids there's no reason you can't do that from the cafeteria yeah immerse yourself this is why what we do it is it is great to get out there and see the kids so it's been a lot of fun it's been energizing 
get in the school buildings. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much yes. for your time today. This Great. is a really unique and interesting perspective, and I'm sure uh, our listeners will really, really appreciate all the work that you're doing. And, you know, from us, best of luck on uh, wherever your career takes you from here. Thanks. Yep. Thanks for doing this podcast. It's a great, great resource. I love listening every week. So thank you guys. Awesome. Thank Thanks, you. Jeremy. Thank you again for tuning in today to SBO Perspectives. We really hope you enjoyed this conversation with Jeremy. He did an awesome job, and I, I can't believe he's uh, still phenomenal. has his head above water right yes. now. And what's great about this, we had a face-to-face here. Yep. Um, you know, nothing like having, like we did out in uh, Portland. I love these live sessions. Up front, you can see the person, yeah. um, the clarity, it's the beauty behind it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, folks enjoy this one um, and of course many more to come but uh, we thank you for continuing listening and with that yeah, we'll see you next we'll week see you next week